Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Happy 2023! Not it's only a, to you, Becca, but to everyone. It's a very mildly new year already. It's new. It so is. And we won't talk about it right now because it's, of course, some of our first stories of the new year. But um, what's new with you? Literally. I haven't, I haven't really... We've, I know we haven't time, recorded but... in like we haven't recorded in uh two two ish weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just rang in the new year with some friends, very low key and chill. We did watch the Miley and Dolly New Year Eve. Oh yeah, at the bash. yeah. So I loved it. First of all, except for Sia. Sia was awful, and the moment where they had Sia perform with the the singer of from Talking Heads, that was. A crime. Um, but everything with Miley was great. Some of the sketches were a little iffy. But uh, when she came out with Dolly yeah. and sang, I love rock and roll. And Dolly was lip singing. <laughs> Lives were changed. Yeah. Um, but it's I will just funny say... because like, the opening skit was basically Dolly Parton and like, her country getup. Uh, Miley and whatever she's wearing. And basically Miley's like, well, we got to get you Miley-fied. Imagine if this was 2013 Miley. <laughs> Dolly sticking out her tongue. <laughs> Rock around pasties on. <laughs> oh my she, god. And she came out in this leopard dress with like slits all the way up the thighs. I mean, she looked great. So did um, Dolly. The two girls from SNL were really getting on my nerves. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this the the skits were not the strong point. I don't remember them being strong last year either. Yeah. I don't think we need the skits. Just give us performances. Like, I know you have to fill in the time. You can't just so, do... So, I did a dumb thing, and I was watching in the central time zone, and so when it hit midnight Eastern time and the fireworks went off, I thought the show was done, and so I just turned it off, and we ended up watching some rando, like, live streaming on YouTube from downtown Nashville, and they literally live streamed themselves walking in the parking lot at the end of the event for, like, 30 minutes, too. <laughs> yeah, and you all missed- the while... All this stuff is happening still. Miley is recreating the pole performance while I'm oh, away. Oh, you didn't see that? I didn't see that. This live, happened no. last year. This happened last year too. Everyone thought it was, I thought it was done. So like, I'm going to bed, and yeah. then I still see it on Twitter. I was like, wait, because they start at like 10:30 mm-hmm. Eastern time, so they start late. So I think it's on an extra 30. I think it's off at 12:30 Eastern time. So they do like a couple more performances. Yeah, you missed uh, Party in the USA. Of course. She recreated yeah. her Teen Choice Awards moment. I missed that, um, and I missed the um, Miley and Dolly Jolene. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Did you Wait, did you see Wrecking Ball and I Will Always Love You? Yes, I did. Okay. I don't that was right they... before the fireworks. And it was so loud and big that I assumed it was surely the closer. Yeah. Nuh-uh. They didn't sing Jolene, and that was the whole thing. They're like, we didn't sing Jolene. Um, I did see the Paris and Miley moment. <laughs> When <laughs> someone tweeted Miley Cyrus saying sing Paris and Paris does not hit any notes. <laughs> Miley refusing to give Sia eye contact the entire performance. Yeah, I don't think Sia was needed. 
Thea is not needed in any situation, but I agree. Um, She did not fit the vibe. Yeah, I was watching it in a hotel room. Oh yeah, you had, a, you had a bit of a debacle. I had a debacle, <laughs> so I won't I won't bore people listening for the details. But basically, I was flying after visiting my family for the holidays, and I got grounded. Um, the plane got grounded. I wasn't. I didn't get in trouble and got grounded by my parents. But um, <laughs> can you imagine? Pl- can you? Imagine you have to call your grounded? job and be like, I can't come in. I'm grounded. Like, huh? Um, but, uh, so I, my plane landed about four hours outside of the airport I was supposed to be in. Um, luckily the airport and and the, and the next flight out wasn't going to be till 6am the next day. Um, so luckily the airport gave us a free hotel room to stay in free meal and, uh, flight the next day free of charge, obviously. Um, but it was very funny. In the mo- like, I I don't really care about New Year's, so I wasn't like no. But the weirdest things always happen to me on New Year's. The year before this, I got COVID. Um, the year before that, I was in a weird flight situation. The same way, the year before that, I like had my wisdom teeth taken out, so I was like <laughs> drugged up on New Year's Eve. I remember that one. So I'm just you know yeah New Year same debacles. <laughs> Um, but speaking of the new year, I think it's time for some new Disney 411 stories. Yes, let's get into it. Disney 411. All right, first story. It's a little bit of news from Miss Bella Thorne <laughs> making her way into the 2023 news cycle. Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> one time Disney Channel starlet Bella Thorne says that she was nearly made to bow out of Shake It Up due to a choice in beachwear. Um, Thorne was on a podcast and recounted instances of as a preteen being on the Disney Channel and that she spoke about um, nearly getting fired from the sitcom Shake It Up. She goes to say, one time I almost got fired off the Disney Channel because I was 14 and I wore a two-piece on the beach. The stylist that I was hanging out with put this chain on me that's like a body chain. That w- There was a fan. They got a photo of me on the beach. I almost got fired. It was all over the media. It was viral at that time, Thorne added, remembering that the critiques were, how dare this little girl do this? Thorne said that while Disney refrained from giving into pressure to fire me from Shake It Up and her 14-year-old self was promoted, uh, prompted to be more careful um, about what she wears in public, even when on the beach. She says, they were like, hey, we're getting a lot of heat for this. Everyone's getting heat for this, but because you're in a beach, because you're in a bikini on the beach. So she needs to make sure that she goes out in boy shorts and a loose t-shirt next time she's at the beach. So. Okay, church camp. (laughs) That's literally the printout that they hand you that says girls have to wear a cover-up and boy shorts. Yeah. That's... Um, So uh... this is just to clarify, Disney Channel wasn't going to fire her, but they got pressure to fire Bella Thorne. So... Thoughts, comments, concerns? It's just another one of those Disney scandals that's not a big deal, but everybody makes it seem like it is. And these don't happen as often as they used to. Yeah, I would be shocked if this happened now. Yeah, like Olivia Rodrigo seen on the beach. Like, if yeah. Everyone would be like, why do you care about what a 14-year-old is wearing at the beach, you weirdo? You shouldn't. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. No, your beach nation Mickey Mouse. You better get your Mickey ears. 
out of the media. <laughs> like Mickey, well, in Mickey's defense, he was just, hey, hey, girl, just put on these things that Goofy is on your borrow. Very loose fitting. Well, they're probably like, Bella, Bella, Bella. We just went through Miley, Demi, and Selena. Please don't do this again to us. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Especially Miley back in the day. They were they were dodging bullets left and right with Miley. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they're probably scorned. They were Bella scorned. <laughs> they had a Bella thorn in their side. Stop. Um, how many can I do? Is what I I'm don't saying. know. Do you think Zendaya was at the meeting was like, oh. A turtleneck it is. <laughs> uh, well, Zendaya has still yet to appear nude anywhere. <laughs> probably because she's Bella scorned. She's Disney from, traumatized. Probably. There was that whole scene at the beginning of Euphoria season two where she was in the shower with that drug deal and he was like, strip! And she was like, no! <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is because it's in her contract. It's right. Kind of oh, yeah. She's too much of a star. She would never... Yeah. Um, but good job, Disney, for not fi- firing. I mean, if they were going to fire Vanessa Hudgens, we won't get into it, but they were going to fire Bella Thorne. Save it for the Disney Scandals episode. <laughs> Just a little tease, a little tease <laughs> for what's happening in the new year. Um, speaking of new year, new year, new Miley. Forget fireworks. This is our next story. Forget fireworks. Miley Cyrus is ringing in 2023 with flowers. At midnight during Miley's New Year's Eve party with her godmother Dolly Parton, Cyrus announced that her new single, Flowers, will be out January 13th. Two teasers show the singer strutting to a short preview of the song. The lyrics are, I can love me better, baby. She promises in the first clip, which shows her heading up a hill in sunglasses. Uh, Coincidentally, the release date is the same day as her ex, Liam Hemsworth's birthday. Miley is coming for the 411 crown this year. She's going to be all over our feeds. I know she's, we, she posts on social media as the time of this recording that she has a special announcement again tomorrow. I think it's going to be the album date reveal. Right. Because I've heard rumors. I've seen an album cover. I've heard a title and I've heard a March release date. March. I mean, that makes sense. I've also heard summer tour floating around. I don't know. I (laughs) beg you. A summer tour. We will be in attendance. We will be. Do we do a GoFundMe? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would never ask. Buy the concert tickets. That would be her first tour tour since Bangers. Yeah. So we're clamoring. We're clamoring. Um, wait, what do you, what is the, what is the, okay, timestamp, uh, January 4th, Becca's prediction is Miley Cyrus's new album will be called Endless Summer Vacation. Hmm. It's going to be called Endless Summer Vacation, and it's going to be released in March. Hmm. I don't know if I like the title. I I feel like it's. I guess it's too many words. I've heard, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I've heard it's produced by Mike Will and Jack Antonoff. I've heard that too. And I've heard So if that's the case, it might be like a bangers plastic hearts hybrid moment. I've, I've also heard it's um, Mark Ronson. Is <gasps> yes, I, I saw that as well. So I think it may be uh, like a hodgepodge of all the stuff. I know, which in that case, I don't mind the title. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, well, that's the end. Of, that's all the stories I have. Um, 
the Disney stars are, you know, it's after the holidays. Not everyone has made the news yet. Everybody's moving slow. You know, they're getting back to work. New Year, New Miley, I'm foaming at the mouth about. So that's a big story. And it's right. a promise of it's a promise of many more stories to come. Right, because then she's on the promotion cycle, and then she's in an interview. So yeah, Miley, she's gonna so. say something. Oh my god, what if on this interview cycle she's asked about Billy Ray? <laughs> you know, that's when um, <laughs> you know, like celebrities when they go to interviews, they have a list of things they will not talk about. I'm sure, that's on the, list. on the list. What What if there's a song in the album about Billy Ray? <gasps> Daddy, how dare you! <laughs> Daddy, how dare you? Daddy, how dare you? DHD, Daddy, how dare you? Um, all right. If there's well, anything in a song about a fire or a rose or a ray, I'm gonna be on it like Scooby Doo. You thought you were a ray of light, but you were just fire on a rose. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, Miley. My- Miley, it's not too late. How <laughs> was that not yet? Um, all right. Well, that's the end of our proper Disney four on one stories. Thank all you very right. much. Well, you guys, we are back on the scene with new episodes in January, and we are talking about the scene today, Selena Gomez and the scene specifically, and their first album and Selena Gomez's first album, Kiss and Tell. Kiss and Tell. Uh, Yeah, we were talking about the album Kiss and Tell, like Becca just said. It was released September 29th. 2009 um and before we really get into it because you know i love to give the history of what's going on with the disney stars especially when they're releasing their first album and i think this one has a uh, especially a big lore of what was going on the lore um, of the scene the lore of the scene who was on the scene <laughs> right well speaking of uh what was your scene looking like in 2009 seeing selena gomez getting into music i so Today was the first time I've listened to the album in full, but I've heard a lot of these songs before and naturally, specifically, has been with me for a long, long time. I had that song on my very first iPod. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say everyone knows naturally, um, for sure. And when we'll get to it, we'll do a deep dive. As you know, when we do these album reviews, we go track by track. So when we get to naturally, of course we will get into it but i just kind of wanted to share some behind the scenes secrets the over scene. selena gomez and the scene i feel because... like that um that sound that's going around on tiktok right now from les Mis, that's like tell me quickly what's the story who saw what and why and where literally i want to know the scene so as you you're probably like why is it selena gomez and the scene well of course, when Selena Gomez became heavily involved in Disney Channel and started making appearances in random soundtracks like Disney Mania and all that stuff, that is when, of course, the natural progression is to start an album. And at that point, Hilary Duff, Miley, Cheater Girls, Vanessa Hutt, the, the, the ground has been laid. Demi like, had an album you, out at this point. Demi had an So Selena Gomez was... Now, it's interesting because usually um, when a Disney pop act has their first album out, it's like two months after their first project, you know? That's kind of how it rolls. Like, with Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, Camp Rock, all that stuff. But Selena Gomez was on the Disney Channel for about a good two, three years before her first album came out. Um, So she wanted to, you know, set the stage. She wanted to be a little bit different. She didn't want to, you know, just be a solo artist. Um, We watched a behind-the-scenes video about the making of Kiss and Tell. 
Yeah. And it sounds like to me, this was not in her plan. Right. <laughs> to release an album. I love this when sounds- she describes like she her expectations are so realistic. And she was like, well, you know, it's taken us like a year and a half to do this. We've just kind of been doing it like. We're not going to do a tour right away. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to do a small show in my hometown, and then we're going to try. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to write. And she's like, I didn't write any of these songs except one because I wanted them to be good. Yes. Like, she's like, she basically's like, I hope it's good. You guys are going to have to be the judge. Which is- And then you know what she did not do on the second album? Write what? a single song. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I looked. I wanted to see if something happened. But basically, I think... Th- what happened was Disney Channel or Disney was like, okay, you're up. You're the next act. Come on. <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait, what? Because if you watch like behind the scenes of Demi Lovato or Miley Cyrus, they're like, I have always wanted to be a singer when I'm growing up. I used to be on talent shows and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then we watch Selena Gomez's behind the scenes. She's like, well, this is all brand new to me. And I'm learning guitar. <laughs> I'm taking... She's like, I'm taking singing lessons. Yeah. It's really... And she's like, it's really hard recording when I can't hit the notes. <laughs> I love how they also... So Wizards of Waverly Place aired in 2007. Yeah. You know what came out in 2008? Before this came out, too, was another Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. So they were really, like, waiting on all this stuff to come out to make sure they had ground for Selena to stand on. <laughs> well, she's standing on the ground and standing on the shoulders of the scene. Um, which um, she wanted to do the scene because she said she wanted to be in a band. Yeah. I mean, because she wanted to be surrounded by people who knew what they were doing. <laughs> and uh, that's what she said in the video. I know. That's we've like, just never encountered an interview quite like this before. <laughs> like she's just so honest. It's not like when Hillary Duff is talking and she's just talking to like you know fill time. Yeah. And Miley and Demi are like, I wanted. To, I've been singing since I came out of my mother's birth canal or whatever Selena's like Disney just like tapped me on the shoulder and was like contract recording contract <laughs> interested um but they she said, wanted to it's for free and it's said, for free sure. um but she named so she originally wanted to be called the scene like that was it like yeah. the scene or whatever but they Disney or Hollywood Records who she signed to wanted a well we want people to know it's you um, so they kind of came a happy medium, like Selena Gomez in the scene. They could have just done um, the scene and put one of those stickers on it that was like, Selena Gomez is Alex Russo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know but her. But it's funny. I was looking at um, other albums from Selena Gomez in the scene and the more, they've only had three albums, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but the more the albums go, the less and less um, big the font is for and the scene. <laughs> just gets smaller and smaller. Um, but... So the re- are you wondering? Do you know the reason behind the name the scene? No. Well, Selena uh, will tell you. She goes, "I named my band the scene because a lot of people were making fun of me, calling me a wannabe scene. So I thought it would poke fun at that. If you can't beat them, join them. So people were making fun of her being a scene <laughs> kid. Um, and so she she drew inspirations from Forever the Sickest Kids and Paramore. Yeah, you can hear that. So, on this. so. This I think out- at one point um, in the video we watched when they're doing a photo shoot, there's like emo scene music like that playing in the background. Yeah. So um, this album, is Selena Gomez a rar, rar girl? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is, 
She is She's a knee high converse, baggy stripes, chopped bangs. I made you a cookie, but I eat it a hundred percent. I made you a cookie, but I eat. She has like the little like green dinosaur. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That, that, I made a cookie, but I eated it. She was on Tumblr. <laughs> I mean, the um, way, in the shot that she's talking in for most of the video, where she has, like, a black and white striped infinity scarf, and her hair is in a bun that's, like, kind of sharp edges, like, poking out like a claw. It's very yeah. of the times. It's very Check Yes Juliet radio station on Pandora. Yeah. And also yeah. the whole time in the video, they only played Falling Down. They didn't play another song the whole time. They would talk about another song and then they would play Falling Down again. Yeah. It's, they were falling. They, they were like, that's going to be the hit. You always, they, this happens all the time with Disney um, debut albums. They think one song's going to be the hit and that's what they go for. And then the second song that they release is going to be the hit. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. They thought, what, what was the song? Start All Over is going to be the hit. It was See You Again. Uh, I would say Demi Lovato's, her first one was Get Back. I would say the biggest song was, um, Did You Forget? That one. That's just me, though. And, of course, Naturally is the big one. Um, but I just have to ask, if I held you a picture of Selena Gomez in the scene, could you tell me any of the scene's names? I think one of them is Alex. Eh. No, really? <laughs> no. We got... <laughs> we... <laughs> Uh, we got Ethan Roberts on lead guitar, Greg Garman on drums, Joey Clement, <laughs> GG, Greg Garman on drums, Joey Clement on bass guitar, and Nick Foxer on keyboard and backing vocals. So that's the nice. scene. It, uh, so it's kind of like Selena Gomez and the Pips. <laughs> you know? Yeah, none of these men have a Wikipedia page. They don't. And I... I wasn't even going to waste my energy seeing if Selena Gomez follows them on social media. <laughs> I wasn't even going to waste my time because um, I already know that. I'm wondering how old they were in comparison to her. She was like, what, 15, 16 at the time? Yeah. That's so weird that she wanted to be in a band. And But I don't think any of this scene wrote any of the songs. I don't think they did either. So it's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Playing Guitar Hero. Like, literally, <laughs> Selena Gomez in the scene is, they're just playing Guitar Hero. But I I feel like some of her best work is with the scene. <gasps> okay. Okay. Do you disagree? Love You Like a Love Song is top tier music. Yeah. It's just interesting that Selena Gomez in the scene had a short stint and music, but they're have lasting, they're, they have a lasting legacy. I like every single one of Selena Gomez and the scene songs better than anything that she's ever done as a solo artist, I fear. You'd hate Selena Gomez music. I just, really? It's boring. Yeah. And when it's not boring, it's really annoying and bad. Yeah. I mean, I know um, she said she's trying to kind of like change up her image a little bit soon, so maybe I'll be interested again. What Did if she brings s- back this scene? I'd scream. Did you see that their first ever performance was on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> and she also Break. did a couple of super, like pop-up performances with Justin Bieber, where he would perform <gasps> One Less Lonely Girl, and she would perform either Naturally or Falling Down. Early! Early whiffs of romance! 
<laughs> Not the love connection. I know. Uh, well, like I said, we're talking about Selena Gomez and the scene's first album, Kiss and Tell. And do you want me to let you know what the critical reception was? Of course. Um, so an uh, album review gave it a generally positive. Uh, there is energy. There, There's an energy and excitement here that is positively infectious. The lyrical subjects here are no surprise for a teen artist, but it's Gomez's delivery that makes the music fresh and fun. Uh, Entertainment Weekly criticized the album, namely Gomez's vocal performance, stating Gomez had no vocal chops and adding all the slick production in the world can erase the mom, where's my allowance money, whine <laughs> she mistakes for Avril-esque attitude. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's mixed. A lot of people liked it because it was the... Um, one reviewer said the producers and writing teams involved frame Gomez as a tougher, sassier version of the usual tween pop singer and keep the sappy ballads to a bare minimum, which yes, I do agree, I, which I like. Yeah. I feel like every Disney girl so far has fallen into the trap of having like four boring ballads on their album. Yeah. And this still has um, a few. It has some. But but the album debuted at number nine on the Billboard 200. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so it was That's pretty high. It was for, pretty high. For a Disney gal. I mean, it was it didn't get to number one, but not everyone can be Miley Cyrus and Hillary Duff. Well, did you did you see who produced some of the stuff or who they mentioned in the video? Ted Bruner. Ted Bruner. Yes. Ted Bruner has also worked with some interesting folks. Yeah, we got um, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. We have who else? We got we got Katy Perry. Three, Three, three Days Grace. Three Days Grace, but it's all their, like, newer stuff. So nothing yeah, which, of note there. He did, like, one song with Plain White Tees. Yeah. Also of note, the band My Darkest Days, which is, like, a Nickelback-esque <laughs> band, but the, some of the songs that he worked on with them are called Porn Star Dancing and Casual Sex. Ooh. And then he's over here like, oh, let me do this radio Disney jam. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we also got the return of Becca's favorite. Rock Mafia. Rock Mafia. Mafia. Kings. Um, Rock we, Mafia produces two songs on Kiss and Tell. I know one of them. What's the one you know? Naturally. They do produce Naturally. The other, the other one, one that they produced is the version of Tell Me Something I Don't Know that's on this album. <gasps> oh, okay. Because it's a little different from the one that's actually in another Cinderella story. It's yeah. more like techno than like the rock ish it's, yeah it's yeah. different but they did that one too well this album spent a total of 59 weeks on the billboard 200 which was gomez's longest charting record <gasps> until revival that came out a couple years ago oh my god no dethroned so it was finally dethroned in 2015 so the scene has the staying power the scene has the staying power well Let's stay a little bit and actually go through these songs, shall we? All righty. Let's oh, start with. Oh, before we do that. Oh, yes. I have yes, to come yes. on camera with my. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, audio medium. But I brought my Selena Gomez in the scene Kiss and Tell record into the record. It is. Yes, let's talk. Let's talk about the Kiss and Tell album cover. Oh, it's, iconic. It's, it's a close up shot of Selena Gomez with a little heart this, as her lipstick. The, the MySpace bangs. The MySpace bangs. <laughs> That's a good, like, for those of you who didn't see this, because it's a podcast, Becca just put it over her face and, like, looking like Selena Gomez herself was talking in the microphone. <laughs> um, but, but she, she has, has the bedazzled the, heart on her lips. Like, it looks yeah. so good. 
And the record is this like pink and white swirl. Um, Elliot, my boyfriend, got this for me for Christmas. Aww. So I listened He's to a- it today when I listened to the album. All right. Iconic. It's an iconic album. I, I will say I'm putting my foot down. Okay. Well, I'm not taking your foot <laughs> off. I'm not taking it up. You can have it down. Um, but let's start with title track, Kiss and Tell. Love. Kiss and Tell Everything I Say. It's a peppy holler. Yeah. So let's talk about the song. So the song is basically about you're telling all my secrets. Yes. Uh, you're kissing and we're telling. A little saucy um, album title, I think. Oh, yeah. A little saucier than Meet Miley Cyrus and um, Don't Forget. <laughs> Selena Gomez, You Kiss, I'm Going to Tell. You, you, I thought I think it's a very strong... Um, I always say you want to start your songs off with like the one that like you want to start it off strong yeah. you never want to start off with a ballad you want a banger you want something that's gonna set the tone for the rest of the this album de- which i think this definitely does definitely 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 sets the tone of it um what do we think of and i'm sure it will come up again as we go more into the album but the progression of selena gomez as an artist now versus the scene kid that she started with. What I know. do we think? She gets more poppy as she works through the scene. I think this is the most like scene scene of the scene albums. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, yeah. she just kind of has become like slow pop, like just typical radio noise over the past few years. So this is, I think, her most like standout, and that it's the most unique. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's very different from what the other Disney kids were coming out with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It's not really pop rock. Yeah, it's, it's very... not like. I think Demi's album doing what it did helped get this going, but they're different. They're different vibes. Yeah, a different. Yeah, a different zhuzh. You could definitely tell <laughs> a different. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, je ne sais quoi. Because Miley and Demi kind of had the same sound, I think. Yeah, more or less more pop rock but selena gomez in the scene when they started was definitely a little bit different than what the other people were playing on radio disney at the time yeah um but any favorite lyrics from kiss and tell the song not particularly not particularly this is the first track you have nothing to say about the first track i just really like it it's fun i don't know like i didn't pay super close attention to it it's not one of my like number ones but i like it a lot the, oh, there's a song by Justin Bieber called Kiss and Tell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that was, you know? A subtweet? A choice. <laughs> a subtweet. A subtweet in the song. I'm wondering, like, what the other names of of uh, titles of the album it went through. Like, why this? Yeah. Because this is the title track. You know? For Stuck some reason, for way. a really long time, I think I thought that the album was called Naturally. That's because you think because it's the best song. It's the, one of the best songs ever made. Do you like Do you like when albums are named after a song or when it has its own title? Sometimes I like its own title. Yeah. Because then, like, if, the, if I don't like the title track, then I'm like, eh. yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. Right. It's like when in doubt, just make your own. Yeah. Speaking of making your own, this next song, are we, are we closing the, the yes. book? 
we, are, are we, we done have to, are kissed we, and told. We have kissed and told. Okay, so we're going to the next song that is the only song, mind you, the, the only, only song. song that is written by Selena Gomez. Um, it's okay. It's called I Won't Apologize. Um, so basically, I Won't Apologize is uh, Gomez refusing to apologize for the person that she is and being described featuring an, and has been described as featuring an emo pop composition. So which... this, the story of this song kind of confused me. Okay, because it's, tell. It, she seems to be saying like, I won't apologize for who I am, yes. But the narrative I was getting is that she's apologizing or saying she she changed herself for this man she was trying to be with. But this man wanted to be with her friend instead. So she's mm-hmm. sorry that she changed herself for a man and she's never going to do it again. Yeah. Well, do you know um, the person she's talking about? <gasps> Is it Demi? Mr. Nick Jonas. <gasps> ah, for Demi! <laughs> the, no, Demi this song, know, is, but... this song is about Nick, uh, Nick Jonas. And Selena Gomez actually commented on the song. And this is what she had to say way back in the day. So this is from an article back in 2008. Selena Gomez is coy about naming exactly which boy she'll be singing about on her upcoming album, but she's giving some big clues. This is what she said back in 2008. Um, My favorite song that I've written is called I'm Sorry, which later turned into I Won't Apologize. It was called Um, I Am am Sorry. I Am Sorry. I'm Sorry. (laughs) I Am Sorry. The Disney Channel star who's reportedly How did dating turn Nick to do a complete 180 from I am sorry to I won't apologize. <laughs> wow. You know, that's how music works. Um, my favorite song that I've written is called I am sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Disney Channel star who's reportedly dating Nick Jonas tells Twist magazine. Um, it's about a boy I kind of fell for, but he couldn't tell but he couldn't let his ex-girlfriend go and it was really difficult jonas of the jonas brothers formerly dated uh, hannah montana star miley cyrus who used their relationship as inspiration for her own pop song seven things miley can't stay out of the news she can't even back in the day <laughs> so this nick jonas was on the tip of everyone's album tongue uh-huh. in 2009 because the year before that you had seven things and now nick jonas is burned at the stake again <laughs> By Selena, by That's Selena so funny. Gomez. I knew that this. <laughs> he didn't keep an eye over Selena. <laughs> he did it. No one did. No one did. <laughs> I I knew that this had to have something to do with a name I was gonna know, but I just wasn't sure. So, do you like the song better now that you kind of know the backstory? No. <laughs> it's okay. Like it's not bad. I don't. I don't think any. Well. Maybe there's like one or two songs that are like outright just not very good. But on the whole, I think that this album is better than a lot of them have been. And like, it's still a decent song, even if I don't love it. Yeah. 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 It's kind of definitely can tell why Selena's like, I'm going to let other people write the song. <laughs> she if turned this okay. in and was like, it's <laughs> like, this is a rough draft. <laughs> They're like, well, the album is due tomorrow. She goes, okay, oh, let's well, record um, it then. Let's record it. Can we change it to from I am sorry to I would apologize? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Um, well, let's go on to the next track, which is 
Falling Down, Falling which was down. released as the first single from Kiss and Tell. I remember it this peaked. video hitting the airwaves. Yes. Um, it played after the premiere of Wizards of Waverly Place, um, the movie. <gasps> really? Yeah. And Gina Schock, Schock of the Go-Go's um, receives writing credit for this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it it peaked at number 82 on the charts. Um, and, of course, ra- ranked up the charts um, on Rainy Disney. But uh, I will say, the song is featured on the video game Guitar Hero 5. Stop. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. I have to run. I own that game. You but really? I like, never play it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we, you gotta play Falling Down. Okay, so this is the song. I remember I remember the song. This is the song I kept coming back to. I really enjoyed it. Really? I said I repeated this more than naturally. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I I like it, but I don't it's not better than naturally for me. I <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I I really enjoyed it. Oh no, it's and, it's fun. Well, do you want to know what uh, Selena Gomez had to say about the song? Yes. Um, Selena Gomez said in an interview that the song ultimately is a ridicule of Hollywood life and fame, mm-hmm. and that was the meaning behind "Smile for the Camera" because they're all about to trash you. She elaborates, going to say it's basically about Hollywood and what people think about it and essentially how plastic it is sometimes it's fun and i think girls can relate to it somewhat for me it was because of hollywood but it can relate but it really relate to but it can really relate to a mean girl an ex-boyfriend whoever that because they're all about to trash you line hits like because they're all about the trash you. also the line <laughs> where she's like um give me roses but they're just made of plastic i was like ooh. <laughs> Savage. Miss Gomez on the mic. Miss Go- when she goes, and when she, the way she says darling. Mm-hmm. Darling. And when Nobody she whispers. Uh, oh. I, this is the one I kept coming back to. This reminds me, like the lyrical content reminds me a lot of Complicated by Avril Lavigne. It's in Whoa. the same. Huh? When, whoa was what I said. It's It's in the same vein of like, you're dressing up to be someone you're not, and I'm going to shame you through a song. <laughs> I love a good song that, that like, artists are like, this song is about Hollywood. You know, the people listening to it who was listening to the song Kentucky, you you know what how hard. I I just love a good, it's so hard being famous song. I, you got to. <laughs> this is, like, hard being famous light. Like, it's not, like, fully, like, well, because it's this so song hard. is it's directed at somebody else. Like, it's not Selena about herself being like, oh, this is so hard. I think she's looking at maybe someone who's more famous than her and being like, oh, your life is so tough. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I enjoy, I think looking back, yeah, naturally is the one that kind of popped off on the yeah, album. I think Falling is. Down was a strong, I think if Selena wanted to set herself apart from the pop, scene <laughs> um falling down was the good uh the good song to release because yeah. it didn't release i don't think it sounded like other things it's weird too at the end of the chorus how she's like oh you're falling down your life's a mess but i'll be there for you she's like she's when bigger, no one else is gonna be there for you i will be because she's the bigger person I'll be i will there say for you 
I will say, I remember watching this music video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. In the comments, I I will always remember this comment because I was like, "What?" Someone said Selena Gomez is the Lady Gaga of Disney Channel. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? I will because they were like, "She's so different. She's not trying to be like Miley or Selena or Miley or Demi." Is it because the color scheme of the falling down video, her in her outfit, is very similar to the color scheme of just dance? And yeah, and it was because the album cover. Oh, my God. I'll never forget. They're like, Selena Gomez is the Lady Gaga of Disney Channel. Yeah, remember that time Selena Gomez crawled around on stage covered in blood at the Radio <laughs> Disney Awards? <laughs> or the time Selena Gomez walked into a premiere with Kermit the Frog on all over. Remember when oh, Selena you- showed up to the, the premiere of the Princess Protection Program covered in meat? We all remember that. Oh, and how can you forget of the Kids' Choice Awards for entering in, on, in inside an egg? <laughs> oh, we we do have to talk about the video. Um, yeah. Front and center in this video. We always talk about the Disney knees. Yeah. But front and, and center in this video is another move that I like to call the Disney hair grab. Oh, yeah. Where the girlies either grab onto their <laughs> hair and they look away, or they do... <laughs> Um, like a grab and reach where they reach and they shake their hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, present all in this video. Both of the music videos for this, there's also one for Naturally, are both just shots of Selena Gomez kind of awkwardly dancing. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> Selena Gomez is known for... She has great rhythm. She, You know what else she's not known for is stage presence. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I've never seen Selena Gomez live. I don't think I've really watched a lot of live performances of her. Um, Not I'll leave it at that. Great. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, this is a good way to start it off. Falling down, yeah. falling up. In my opinion. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a really fun song. Smile for the like, smile for the camera because they're all about to trash you. Ouch. <laughs> Slam dunk. Ouch. Slam dunk. <laughs> and then we go right. From three pretty strong, upbeat rock songs into our first boring ballad, ladies and boring gents. Ballad. Boring ballad hour on the Selena Gomez and the Scene Clock. It's it's called I Promise You, Ugh. and Selena Gomez said, I promise you a boring ballad. <laughs> this is giving your very first high school boyfriend, and you've been together for a month, and you think you're going to be together forever. Yeah. It's yuck. It's, it's barf. It's it's the fault in our stars. <laughs> it's yuck is what you just said. It's a yuck. Like yuck. this is still better than a Tisdale ballad. I'll take yeah. a million more, I promise you, is over one whatever. <laughs> yeah, the whatever Tisdale were. ballads were yeah. They, those were rough. But like the line you make my knees go weak gave me Ooh. the ick so bad. Yeah, there's nothing. You cannot confide. You listen when I speak. You make my knees go weak. And I just want you by my side. Oh, you listen when I speak? Oh, my God. Wow. I love you so much. She's awarding <laughs> her boyfriend the bear for doing the bare minimum. The bar is on the floor. Oh, you cover your mouth when you sneeze? <laughs> you make my knees go weak. <laughs> oh, you chew with your mouth closed? Ooh. I'm sweating. Humana, humana, humana. The scene did try to pick it up and save it because they kind of bring like a guitar riff in on the last bridge. But I was like, oh, it's too little too late, my guys. 
That's why that's why Selena Gomez needed the scene. They she tried. Y'all, when I go down, I need y'all to <laughs> pick me back up. <laughs> that's what When my ballad starts sucking, I need you to come in with the guitar. <laughs> come in hot. Come in hot. Yeah, I don't really have that I've, much to say about it. it. The lyrics gave me the major ick. Like, I, I know exactly what this is, and I don't want a song like this. Oh, you don't want a song like that? No, well, too bad. Because it makes me think of when I was fifteen, and I don't like it. And and you made it made your knees go weak. Yes. I always like to see who um, wrote some of these ballad songs mm-hmm. that are and around around this time. You're gonna be mad. <gasps> no. Because we can okay. We can never just someone judge a writer by a song we don't like. Because you never know the hits that they brought to other people. Like, for example, one of the writers of this song, I promise you, wrote Cinderella by the Cheetah Girls. No way! Yep. Man! <laughs> <laughs> and, since you're, and since you're a big Clay Aiken fan, they wrote Shine and I Will Carry You. Oh, I don't know those songs. What else we got? We got some Jesse on here. Jesse McCartney. And which ones? <laughs> give it to me. Give me the bad news. <laughs> the best day of my life. Oh, okay. So we, yeah, and that's Damn, kind that's of. that's a bop. What are they doing? They're asleep at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep at the wheel. They, uh, they wrote who? Some other people. Wrote Skyscraper by Demi Lovato. Snooze. I want to get back to the hits. <laughs> um, wrote a lot for Selena Gomez in the scene. So I always like to see what we got going on. Can you promise me to never talk about this song again? I promise. <laughs> All right. Next we have Crush. Um, which canonically to me, this song is about the relationship that the last song was about immediately ending in a very messy way. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? That's high school. That's the high school experience. You got to give it to she her. Was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, I didn't like you. It was just a crush. I know. Sorry. But she's like, you think I am still so into you? Well, guess what? It was just a crush. And then she goes home and cries into her pillow. I was like, I loved him right. so much. I tried to be so cool. I mean. This song's fine. I, get, I don't like the way she says crush. Yeah. Also, the vocals like, in the bridge she, are an oof. Yeah. She sings in the really like, she's very pinched on the bridge. And then there's a very strange harmony that was very unpleasant to the ear. Yeah, there's some... We got to give credit where credit is due to Selena Gomez when she knows her... The older she gets, the older she knows her range. Yeah. Um, and we'll leave it at that. She said in the DVD making of for this that it was very frustrating when she couldn't hit the notes. And right. I think this might have been one of those times. Because she probably like started singing lessons the day before. She was like, I've only sang the Wizards of Waverly Place same song. <laughs> That's all I have... They're yeah. like, where's your res? Like, she went to the Disney Music Executive Office, and they're like, oh, so do you have like any demos growing up? And what's like, what's your resume? She goes, um, the Wizards of Waverly Place theme song. Okay, okay. They're like, listen, if you sang your theme song, you get an album. Them's the rules. 
And then she sang the Shake It Up theme song, and they were like, another, back in the booth. I know. (laughs) Back in the booth for you, Gomez. (laughs) Gomez, get back in there. She also has a Cheryl Lloydy moment on this song where she's like, I thought that I loved you. I saw her. But I did. (laughs) It was just a crush. (laughs) Like, she talks, and it's weird. And then, and then, ten years later, I mean, I could, but why would I want to? That's different. I'll excuse that. Okay. Oh, you don't like, I thought I saw a helicopter. (laughs) <laughs> it's so weird i say it all the time because it cracks me up well we mentioned that gomez was back in the booth and boy howdy she went she was pissed off that she had to on her lunch break go back in the booth for this next song <laughs> on it was wizards waving place she had a long day waving that wand around they said hey selena um you have a break in 30 They're like oh thank god well mickey mouse himself said selena hey you're you're on our time, so your lunch break is actually another round of recording. So get back in that booth. She was pissed off, and this song she recorded is called "Naturally." She had one chance. The necklace she goes, was oh, her beaded necklace was heavy on her neck. Her black dress was choking her to death. She had one chance, and she made one of the best songs of all damn time. She says, "Oh, I had to record on my wizard's lunch break." Fine. The fine, hit fine. of all hits. This so I'll tell you. Do you think Miley and Demi were PO'd when Little Selena Gomez Little was like, I don't know if I want to be a singer. I, I guess I will. I mean, I like to hum. And then she gives us this freaking smash banger of a song. You know, they're like, damn it. I know. Damn it, man. Miley was- that's when Miley, that's when Miley was like, cue up part of the USA. Miley we're was fighting. like, rock mafia, get in here. <laughs> well, speaking of, this is written by and produced by Rock Mafia. Yes. <laughs> so naturally, naturally, this, is, this song, is probably this has ended yeah. up in my Spotify Wrapped like pretty consistently for the past few years. I love this song. If it comes on and I'm in the car and I get to where I'm going, it's the song that I will sit and finish. So this is obviously kind of Selena Gomez and the scenes breakout hit. Yeah. It. It peaked at number 29 on the Billboard Hot 200, but peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard Dance Club songs and another dance. It went, four time, it went four times platinum, ah! and one website ranked it as one of the top 100 song, pop songs of, of the 2010s. As it ought if you ask me what like my top 20 favorite songs of all time were, I think this might be in there. Um, uh, some of the critics said, and in a single review, um, said this was the most Disney affiliated single with a club appeal since Miley Cyrus's see you again. Um, play them back to back at the club. I will be hitting the floor, which, which makes sense because see you again is I think by rock mafia as well. Well, let's see what little old Rock Mafia did for the did for us. They helped create hits such as "See You Again," okay. Seven Things," "Fly on the Wall." Um, from Ali and AJ, we have "Potential Breakup Song." You can't miss "Can't Be Tamed." Oh, "Can't Be Tamed." Uh, then we got from Vanessa Hudgens, "Come Back to Me." From High School Musical Two, "Bet on It." All the hits. All Rock the Mafia hits. had their finger on the pulse of the hits of this time. And if you want to hear what, you know, um, Rock Mafia and Selena Gomez did 
you can listen to her album Revival. That was some rock mafia tunes as well. Really? Yeah. So this album that came out like right after she left Disney. Interesting. So naturally, let's go. This how you choose to express yourself. So good. I don't like. I don't even have any notes. I just love like the scene gets a moment to go naturally. Oh, they go oh oh oh. Um, they were like, I think "Love You Like a Love Song" is a really close like second to this. Uh, for my favorite I would song, say, but I I would say "Love You Like a Love Song" is probably the hit of the scene. Selena Gomez and the and and the scene. But in terms of just my favorites, yeah, naturally is a little bit higher. The kaleidoscope music video. The way that it's just a photo booth video, and it made me think that I could do similar things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Selena Gomez is in different outfits. Yeah, it's very like a basic music video. You can tell that where... they made it just to kind of be in that thirty-second spot on the Disney Channel and not be a full three-minute product. But then they were like, "Oh, we yeah. gotta make a whole thing." They're like, "Oh, dang it! We can't even ju- we can't put this in between <laughs> Hannah Montana and yeah. Signing with a Chance." This and dang Falling it. Down. Both of those videos are both just Selena in different outfits, like kind of dancing a little in front of the camera. Yeah, that's all they are. Um, yeah, this music video aired following the premiere of Phineas and Ferb Christmas Vacation. <laughs> okay. Prime time. So, <laughs> so prime time. Move over so the prime. Griswolds. It's Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Followed by Selena Gomez. Oh. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, get out of here. Get out of here. Frosty All the over Snowman Christmas. found melted. Naturally is my favorite Christmas song. <laughs> that just gives me a, more of an excuse to keep listening. Yeah. You are the thunder and I am the lightning. But like, you know, a single is popular when it's, it's like released so many times mm-hmm. and with remixes and they put this on, they put a remix version on the scenes next album. So they knew they had a hit on their hands. Yeah. Um, and she, I think, well, it's funny. They, I read, I did like a little research of Selena Gomez and the Scene's next album. And critics realized that with the success of Naturally, that's how the sound of Selena mm. Gomez and the Scene went. Interesting. Because um, it's not really as paramory Forever the Sickest Kids. There's one song I mean, on this album that's particularly like Paramore-esque. Okay, well, we'll I'll let you it. handle that one. Um, but we have flipped the record to the B side. We're on to side B. <laughs> um, starting Already? with another freaking ballad. I literally went, no, when this started spinning. <laughs> it's called The Way I Loved You. Okay. And it's basically another breakup song where she's like, I'm never going to love anybody else the way I love you. Yeah, you. everybody feels that way about their boyfriend when they're 16. And then you Everyone look back on it does. two years later and you're so freaking embarrassed. You're like, get in line. This song, like, the lyrics are kind of like, I don't feel so good. My tongue is tied. My whole body feels weak. Like, this song feels like her going, Mom, I threw up. <laughs> well, I just looked at who wrote this. Who wrote it? Um, a talented songwriter, I'm sure. But I would just let you know that they wrote basically... Every ballad from Ashley Tisdale's debut album. <laughs> All right. You. So. You. I'm after you. You're on my list. 
Oh, Selena does but they, belt but, a little. But, 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 but they also wrote Rotten to the Core from Descendants. I don't know if that gets them a pass. And a, and a lot of Glee original cast songs. Aren't those all bad? Um, <laughs> guess it's open to interpretation. We'll have our friends uh, Andrew and Allison from Gleek of the Week Confirm. let us know if the original songs are bad. Because um, they're the true test. Yeah. Um, but like we said, Disney Channel fans, Glee fans, we... The similarity, yeah. we're getting closer and closer. This song is... I liked this better than the other ballad only because she's like kind of having a belting moment on, on it. Yeah. And um, but other than that, it's a skip. It's a skippity doo dah. We hate when we see that. Mm-hmm. But it kind of tracks. She wrote for every single Disney star. Jack of and all Cher. trades, master of none, and share. Yep. Wow. All right. And Reba. Oh my god, stop. This is getting worse. <laughs> I don't want to know her anymore. First is, her first song was written in 1988. Oh my god. Anyway, um, I always like to see how, especially with like artists who are writing for teen stars, what other things they've written. And it's like, what if it's like S&M by Rihanna is the same person who wrote Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney or something like that. Um, Jesse McCartney wrote Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney, okay? Sorry. I, I'm, I'm sure with like 11 other people, but. <laughs> um, well, let's go to, you want more? Because this is the, more? the next track. This is the next track called More. Um, I wish I could give you more. Because <laughs> that's all I have. This isn't a weird song. This is kind of like... Um... Girls' Night Out by Miley Cyrus, but for girls who pillage villages instead of just going Pillage out. villages? <laughs> what do you mean? She So it starts off with being like, it's a romantic Friday night. She's like, we're looking outside. The stars are shining down on us. It's fun. And then she says, we're going to kill it. Lead the pack on. Take this town. <gasps> Scary. And then she's like aggressively singing the whole time. So the vibes to me were, were pillaging villages. Don't like Golly. We're, oh yeah. We're setting off a Molotov cocktail in a middle school. <laughs> All they're like to the we're setting this hot topic ablaze. <laughs> we're going to the they hot topic. We're going to the hot topic with our heelys on and we're gonna push over someone with a fresh Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you ran you ran out of the neon green high tops? <laughs> Let's go, ladies. That's what this song is about. I don't know what this song Literally. is about. That's just my best guess. Come on, everybody. Let's go party till they kick us out now. I don't care. Once we get it started, we won't stop until we get it all out. Take me there. Take me there. Okay. It's either about like a teen club or like going to the mall on a Saturday and just ruining other people's lives. Which is what teenagers do. Correct. So I, I'm going to go with the latter. Yeah, it's it's Okay. This song, I'm excited to hear about what your opinions are. We're moving to the next song. The next one, yeah. Called As a Blonde. I love it. Really? This is the one that feels the most, um, like, blatant paramory to me, especially the way that she made her voice sound. Okay. I don't think Paramore would do a song like this. Like, it's a little more poppy, but you can tell that that's what she was going for. It's very punchy. I liked it. I, I really liked it, actually. Well, it's basically a song about, like, 
this is what I do if I change my hair color. Yeah, she's like, I'll dye my hair. I'll put on different lipstick. I'll eat a lot of icing. You can do that now. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you really want. You can want. do all these things. She can do all these things. Well, she can't, um, she can't dye her hair. But she can. if she wants to eat icing, she can do that. She could do that bald. Selena Gomez can dye her hair because she's... Well, it's I well, it's so funny we say this because Selena Gomez has been blonde. So I'm wondering, I hope she got to do all these things. <laughs> as a blonde. Yeah, I Greg I like this song. Greg Wells. Greg Wells is one of the songwriters. He's worked with John Legend, Adele, Taylor Swift, um, Dua Lipa, nice. Keith Urban, oh. Aerosmith. Okay. Yeah, he wrote he was he produced all the songs from The Greatest Showman. Oh. Uh, yeah. The reason uh, he he produced both Timbaland and One Republic's version of the song "Apologize." Oh, a hit! What is happening? How did Selena Gomez in the scene get these people? Because she was already big on the scene when she made this album. I guess so. Worked on Teenage Dream. <gasps> the song to end all songs. Yeah, I liked I like the song. It's it's a lot of fun. So, holla! Good for Greg. <laughs> Wells and Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez actually got like pretty big people to write on her stuff. Yeah. I wonder if it had to do with the scene. So this song is Haley Williams approved. You'd have to ask her. <laughs> I don't speak for Miss Williams. Okay, one second. Haley. <laughs> approved. She said yes. All right. Well, you heard it here first. And she also said, can you pretend that airplanes in the night sky were like shooting stars? Get. Out of the Zoom. I can really use a wish right now. Okay. Um, and I, I want to I go to the next song right now. I don't miss you at all. I don't miss you at all. Um, this is, it's still another breakup song, but if it's a breakup song, I guess make it a bop. Yeah. It's a bop. Let's have some, let's have some fun with the breakups once in a while. It's a bop. This is the song I was trying to say earlier, and I got my songs mixed up. This song has a strange acoustic ending after being like a dance pop song the rest of the time yeah i mean we got some of the lyrics going on don't be fooled by all my tears because everything is fine and you can pick up all the pieces that you left behind she keeps doing this she keeps telling people on this album that she's okay and that she doesn't miss them well it should be like i'm so i'm so heartbroken psych i track two psych that's what that's what she's she's this album is full of trickery. <laughs> we think she's upset. We think this is an Adele breakup album. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's a, I, it's a, it's a kiss and tell. It's a kiss and tell. It's original. It's an original. <laughs> I tore out the pictures and crossed all the words. Have you ever tore a picture of someone? I feel like once or twice. I have before. When I was a teen. No. No, I I didn't tear it up. I like marked on. I was like, hey, hey, hey. stupid, <laughs> stupid head. Blacked out the teeth um, in the yearbook. I'm like, no one's gonna see. Like, it's a, like it's only if like for you. You're like blacking out the teeth, yeah. like putting weird stuff on their face, and you're like, okay, closing it, putting it on my shelf. I used do, to do, go do, through do, the do. yearbook and write like cute or ew. <gasps> I hope someone finds that. And do what with it? I don't know. I don't know. It was sixth grade. You can have an adult conversation with me about it if you really want to. <laughs> I don't. I said what I said. I wrote you on your forehead. Do you want to talk about it, Jake? 
<laughs> you can say I don't miss you at all. I don't miss these last couple songs. Yikes. <gasps> don't, I know you're not saying that about stopping a race. <laughs> Are you speaking ill of stop and erase? Why should I speak well of it? Because it's a good song. Give me reasons. Change my mind. Go. <gasps> I like it. It's fun. I like the guitar. I like this okay. song a lot. It's been on my Spotify for a while. I listen to it regularly. Oh, so you know this. Yes, I do. Hmm. Maybe I'm forgetting about Stop it. Stop any race, because I got to wipe that smile off your know-it-all face. It's about being bullied, and she's like telling the bully back, basically. Maybe I do like the song. I think you do. You changed my mind. I think you do. You changed my mind. I like mind. this song. You changed my mind, Okay. I'm looked at the lyrics again. I was like, okay, maybe this wasn't as bad. And read my lips. She's talking about the lips that she has on the cover. Yes. <laughs> Count down the tables of turn. Better wise up. You got a lot to learn because you're alone now. What? She's ju- Selena Gomez is jumping someone in the alley in this song. <laughs> Selena Gomez was a diss track artist on this album. Literally. It's like literally a bait and switch. She's crying in one song and then she's like, psych, let me beat you up. Yeah. Or she'll be like, oh, you think you got me? You think you got me? You think I'm crying? Psych! Psych! I'm the scene! We got the scene! She's literally like, oh, you on what army? She's like, this army. The scene! The scene. (laughs) The scene joins in. The scene assembles. (laughs) Yeah, I like this song. All right, you convinced me. The next one, though, is kind of just mid- what? Are you speaking ill of I got you? <laughs> <laughs> the song sounds like you're getting your hair cut in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> you, what? What does that even mean? It sounds like the kind of song that would play at a salon or like a Great Clips in 2003. Like it's very like the end credits of a 2000s comedy. It doesn't even sound like Selena's voice singing. <laughs> Well, it's so funny you mentioned G&O, Girls' Night Out, earlier, because the person who wrote this song wrote Girls' Night Out. Well, they flopped. <laughs> they flopped? It's, yeah. Oh, you're going to eat your... You're going to uh, eat your words when I tell you what else he wrote. Okay. So, the literal soul, I think the only person credited for this song? Am I making that up? Okay, one, one of the per- people... Are you ready for this? Okay. Basically, the person wrote this song, I Got You, basically composed and wrote every song from the Mulan soundtrack. What? It was nominated for Academy Award. Are you shitting me? (laughs) I've broken. How does Selena Gomez have all these connections? Uh... Wrote the songs and co-wrote the score to uh, Mulan. It was nominated for Academy Award, and was also the singing voice of the character Ling oh in the in the gosh. film. So there you go. On one side, you you write for Selena Gomez, on the other side, you write reflections, and you get nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Selena Gomez said, "I want everyone on the scene who was in the writing." Well, they to be fair. Mulan came out in 1998, and this was in 2009, so they very well could have been in their flop era when they wrote this. Hey, if you wrote um, 
Mulan, every single song from Mulan, I don't think you ever get into a flop era. You'd be like, okay, well, let's spin reflections. Let's spin I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> Tell me again. I'm in a flop, my flop era. But speaking of something that's not in their flop area is the closer for this album. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> from famously are you, from are you, are you are you mimicking the the part of the opening of the original that? that's not yeah. on this version this version is like a remix and it's it's a remix it's more um poppy than yeah. the other but this is from another cinderella story so it peaked at number 58 on the charts this version or the og the og i'm talking about the og okay but it still counts. The OG was released as its own single because I remember having that separately on my iPod. And I made a music video to it back in the day. And the only clip, I burned all my old music videos onto a DVD. And I gave it to someone in high school that I'm no longer friends with. So I, I've lost them all. But I have like Aww. one clip on my computer from the Tell Me Something I Don't Know video where I dressed myself up in a sheet. And I was like the mean stepmother for another cinderella story and it's just me played by jane lynch it's me holding a swiffer and going you cannot neglect your work selena (laughs) (laughs) i need to see this i'll send it to you but (laughs) i it's a funny the funniest thing about another cinderella story is how hard they tried to make jane lynch play straight (laughs) (laughs) i just remember that movie back knee yeah and the gaping age difference between selena gomez and drew and Drew Seeley. But I like that movie. And I like the version from the movie better, but Selena got her own little metamorphosis moment on this, putting a song from her movie on her album. Yeah. To fill that I mean, slot. And this is actually Selena Gomez's basically first single yeah. that was released to radio. Um, so good. And I, I think this is a hit. I like the other version better, but I still like this one a lot. It's still the same song. Um, the like pop pump, the way they pump it into the bridge works, but I think the ending is also weaker than the original. Yeah. But you're never going to change my mind. Oh. Oh. They kept the rap verse. (laughs) This is probably for the best. The, um, in my music video, the rapper was played by, um, my Ryan Evans cardboard cutout. My Ryan (laughs) Evans cardboard cutout. Oh, I need to see it. You gotta send it to me. I only have that one part at the very beginning. The whole rest of the video is oh, the last time. I'll take it. But I remember like, I... putting on a photo booth filter for that part where she's like, I'm on my way. And like doing like the, the wavy arm moves. I danced with a Swiffer for most of it. I'll take whatever you can give me. <laughs> so we've come to the end. Yes. Of Selena Gomez and the scene Kiss and Tell. So we listened to it. We got each other's feedback. We learned some new things about the writers. What do we think? Um, I think we kissed. We told. Um, oh, this is still- we kissed. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> we kissed on cam. <laughs> um, you guys didn't see it. <laughs> um, I love this album a lot. I think it's like it's a classic Radio Disney staple more of the songs are hits than they are misses it's so interesting how they just set selena gomez up with a band and we're kind of just like okay go here take off your training wheels 
But I, I would I think, say she still has the training was on. Yeah, but I mean, given all of that, this could have been a lot worse than it is. Like it rips. Yes, it objectively rips. Yeah, I think Becca, you're right on the money. Where this could have gone sideways, real, real. I'm yawning. Real fast. <laughs> no, I knew. At first, I thought you were you. I thought there was breaking Disney four on one news. No. Becca had her um. Um, had her mouth like, oh, and I said, oh no, what happened? No. Are the scene getting back together? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it could have gone sideways real quick, but if Selena Gomez wanted to do music, I think she was like, I want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, it was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this by myself. Can I get some people to help me that are around all the time? It's just interesting because no one at Disney has ever done this. I think it was just very. Dis- Selena Gomez was primed to take the the top Disney spot. Yeah, and she said, "I actually want to do something different." Because if it was up to her, she would have just named it the scene, right? And called it a day. But they were like, "No, you're a brand." Selena Gomez is a brand now, so you gotta have. Selena Gomez in the scene. She said, if I'm going down, I'm going down with the with some other names attached. Right, just, really, just in case. Y'all can't blame me. Blame people in the blame scene. Blame the scene. Blame the scene. I hope the scene are doing well. Yeah, they deserve it. Also, I don't know when Selena Gomez last went on tour, but if she does, play naturally. The crowd will go wild. It won't be the same without the scene there. You need them to go okay. naturally. If I showed you a picture of the drummer, would you tell me his name? Greg. That's the thing. I think it's just, it wasn't like, because she, she, um, this is a good question for you, actually. She referenced Paramore. Like, she said her inspiration to a band was like Paramore. Yeah. Like Paramore does. But I think people actually know the difference in band members that aren't Haley Williams. Mm, you'd be surprised. Or am I, I'm thinking, I guess I'm, I talk to you. So <laughs> I just assume everyone's like that. I, I don't think the majority of people do, but I think that one of the members has his own like separate musical side project as well. So I feel like they might be more recognizable than the scene would be, but also because Paramore was always going to be promoted as a band, whereas Selena Gomez in the scene was always going to be Disney just being like, it's Selena Gomez and these four guys, and you won't know their <laughs> names. You don't care. <laughs> so You don't care. You just want Selena Gomez music. But it's just so funny because when she won awards as Selena Gomez in the scene, they won awards together as, like, favorite pop band. And I'm like, this is crazy. Because in my head as a kid, I'm like, they're not a band. Yeah. Because bands, other people sing, other people sing lead, which isn't true. But in my head, when you think of bands, you think of, I don't know, I could. I mean, they probably weren't a band in the sense of like, hey, let's get together in my dad's garage on Saturday and rehearse. Yeah, what do you think they talked about? Probably nothing. (laughs) Do you think Selena Gomez literally just saw them for rehearsals and performances and then just 86? Probably. Yeah. I hope they're doing well. Shout out to the scene. Shout out to the scene. Whatever you're doing. Um, so, favorite song? Naturally. Always has been, always favorite be. so- Favorite song after you listen to every song? Naturally. Still naturally? Yes. See, mine was naturally going in, but I think falling down 
after. I think Naturally is stayed my favorite, but As a Blonde was my surprise um, new jam. Ooh. Are you going to die? Is this mean you're dyeing your hair back to blonde? No, because I'm scared it would all fall out. <laughs> I'm sure Selena Gomez was too. I'd be a bald That's man in the waited. Zoom next week. Talk about surfing on the scene. Oh, God. Well, strong, a strong debut for Miss Selena Gomez. Yeah, and a strong way to kick off our new year with the time machine. Yeah, and what a way to keep keep it strong with some Disney Channel lessons. So what do we learn today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if you're not really sure if you want to make an album, take two years to make it, put a movie out first, do a small couple shows in your hometown before you go on a tour, and make sure that there's a band attached to your name, and you'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. My Disney Channel lesson is... I mean, <laughs> if Disney's going to force you to make an album and you have to do interviews, keep expectations low like Selena Gomez did. Every interview, she's like, uh, this is my first time. I hope y'all like it. We'll see how it turns out. I think that's some good, that's a lesson I learned. Um, if I'm trying something, you know, I'm like, this may work out. This may not. Yeah. So. All right, Becca, people want to see how it comes, how everything um, just comes so naturally to you. Where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, and YGSSG Podcast for everything about my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. And if you want to find me on any social medias, you can find me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the time Mousheen Podcast, and you will. Did I even say that right? Uh, it's know. New Year. And this is the first time I'm saying it in the New Year, so I'm a little rusty. Um, if you look up us up on any of the Instagrams, Twitters, TikToks, just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcast. If you leave a review, we will shout you out and read it right here on an episode. Give us five stars on Spotify if you don't mind. Um, like I said, follow us on social media. DM us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Because that's half the fun with this thing that we're doing is hearing what you guys want to hear and hearing you guys opinions and feedback it's been amazing because we want you guys to have so much fun making uh hearing this as we have making it all right you guys well we will be back next week with another super fun episode on this january in the time machine but until next time we will see you later time travelers buckle your seatbelts <laughs> <laughs>